Welcome to the Honest Business Podcast. This is the show for ambitious, value-driven business owners who are actively building a business that works for them. Hi, I'm Mae James, and I'm here to make scaling your business easier and more rewarding than ever. Each week, we will dive into simple, sustainable strategy and pragmatic leadership discussion to support you as you take imperfect action on your entrepreneurial journey. If you want to stay ahead, exceed your growth goals, and have a purposeful, thriving business, then keep on listening. Year of Clarity, the coveted business development program that puts strategic planning at the forefront and provides direct answers and solutions to your business hurdles is back for 2023. It is now open for enrolment with an amazing Black Friday end of year discount of 58% for a limited time only. Year of Clarity allows you to constantly be ahead of your competitors and ensures that the time you spend working on your business is put to good use. Join Year of Clarity today for just 12 payments of £45 or if you love a bargain, pay in full and benefit from a further £120 saving. Head straight to the show notes and click the link to secure your spot. Hello and welcome back to the Honest Business Podcast. I hope you are really well and thank you for joining me today. Lots to update you on since the last time we spoke, but I'm sure if you follow me on other socials you will have seen. There's just a lot going on. I've won a business award for Northeast Young Businesswoman of the Year. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> it was the Northeast Businesswoman Awards and I won Young Entrepreneur. Uh, that was the award. So that was exciting. That was a couple of weeks ago, which was a huge honour and really, you know, great and exciting. So today is a really interesting episode that I think a lot of people like want to know about and maybe just haven't really thought about it and don't think about it until that point comes. So I wanted to have this episode, hopefully you've clicked on it and you want to listen to it before the time comes or maybe if you're dealing with it right now and give you some real tangible tips to go and take away and process to, to look at. So what we're talking about today is out of scope work slash emergency meetings slash Basically, when somebody needs something ASAP and it's not in your usual kind of rhetoric of what you do for them. So typically, from what I'm going to start the conversation on, this isn't going to be where it's a random client and you've got someone new coming, although that can be this. Mainly, I'm going to focus on you work with someone either on a retainer or just during a project, but then something comes up where they need something else or it's out of the scope of work and they want something else. What do you do? And I think that's really important conversation because so many business owners, like if you talk about leaky buckets in business, as in finance, um, you know, leaking money holes that you could be making money and how much money is lost every year to overscope work and emergency meetings and things like that. I don't have any statistics. I'm not sure if there actually are any, um, would be a really interesting piece of research. But what I can say is I definitely know it's in the millions, definitely. I mean, if not multi-millions, because this is something that everybody experiences, especially if you are someone who is really epped in their craft, they're really good at what they do. Maybe you, you know, have been doing this a long time. Maybe you really like get it, you know, you get the issues that come up. You really understand how you can help someone in a particularly stressful situation then you're inevitably going to end up in this place. You might even be the person that I mentioned before about you're the person that someone then refers people to. So maybe your client who works with you all the time then knows a friend in business who's got some horrific issue going on. They're like, you need to go and speak to so-and-so. And so then you get this mass referral of like, whoa, this person is coming from a place of real high emotion and like really stressed for whatever the reason is and they need help. So let's that's what we're going to dive into today and really talk about because it's a really... You know, it's a thing where people lose out a lot of money and like you don't need to because people are willing to pay. It's just about how you kind of deal with this. So the first thing to just clarify is that obviously what we're talking about and I've kind of summed up for you the not the definition, but more the kind of like remnants of what we're going to discuss. 
when I say out of scope work for anyone who doesn't know what I mean by that is you signed a contract and there were some deliverables in a contract and the person that you are now serving those deliverables to now either wants something that isn't in the contract wants more of the same that's in the contract but at a different volume as in they asked for x amount but they actually want 10 times the amount or it can be that you know something has ended maybe um but they're at the end of the thing end of the package program project you know gig whatever and they actually want to progress onto something you know either the same or different so that is out of scope. If it's not in the contract, it's out of scope. And I think this is the first bit that people get wrong is like deciding is it even in the scope. So first off, your contract needs to be really good. It needs to be really clear. It needs to tell people what the hell they get and what they don't. And make that so, so clear. Like put on to the minute how many minutes it is. You know, I think I obviously we help people price things and package things and create things. And I'm not someone who will say to you, go and just stick an hourly rate on something. However, you do have an hourly rate and I will work with you to make sure you do have an hourly rate and that encompasses so many different things other than just your time. And that in itself does inform some of your pricing. That might not be what they see as in the client, but it does incorporate how you then price something. You then going forward in the contract need to be stating what something means in some sort of tangible terms. So for example, if you are a branding designer or you do brand strategy, it's like, okay, how many you know reviews are you gonna get? How many drafts are you gonna get? How many hours of your time can you access? That all needs to be in there and you need to track it. And this only plays out really when towards the end of the project, someone then needs time and time and time and time again, more and more and more and more changes, or they wanna bring the team in or they wanna tweak it, yada, yada, yada. That gets frustrating for you. So you need to have that in place really clearly of what do they get, what do they don't get. Now, the other thing that I think is kind of important here is to, before you even approach any kind of project or contract or situation, is understand what does this all mean before you get into it? Like, what does if someone's going over scope, what does that mean before they go into it? And I spend a lot of time with people on this and it's something that I don't think people realise is, you need to go in with a figure in your head and ideally have it written in the contract of if this is, you know, if this goes over this, then this is how much it's charged at, at X rate. And this is why, and this is what the maximum is. So for some people, it might be that you have, you can have five hours of extra work and it's at £250 an hour, £300 an hour. If you go over the five hours, then if you need 10 hours, it's then going to be £500 an hour. Those figures I'm just making up, but what I'm trying to display to you is it needs to be that detailed in the sense of being really clear. Now, you don't have to put that in your contract. I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not here telling you what you should and shouldn't, although it might sound like that. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. You don't have to, but what you do need is you do need a policy and you do need something for you internally that you understand this is what we're going to do, this is what we're not going to do, this is how it's going to roll, this isn't. Just to put on here and caveat this whole thing, if you listen to this conversation and think, I don't ever want to have to do this, don't do it. You don't have to do out of work. You don't have to do emergency meetings. You don't have to do emergency work. None of that is necessary. You don't have to do any of it. I'm just saying that this is an option. And for some people, it's, you know, they make a lot of money from it. You can make a lot of money as an additional income. Essentially, it is you know, expanding the customer average spend, it's really helping you get the most out of that one customer acquisition. So it's not a negative thing. I think many people do look at it as a negative thing. And the reason they look at it as a negative thing is because they haven't understood 
from their side, from the business owner's side, what it means to them. If you're really organized and clear with this, it can actually work really well in your favor. And as someone, I'm going to talk about me for an exa- for a moment and for an example, you know, I really enjoy doing out of scope work. I enjoy doing emergency work, providing I'm in control of choosing who I, I work with, which I do. But that only, that joy and that ease and that fun only comes from understanding this whole strategy and understanding why it works and how it works and what it isn't and what you know setting really clear expectations so really thinking about right now listen to this what does that look like for you in your business as I said it might not have any place at all but for most people it will if you are someone who does like done for you agency style stuff this is mega for you so many people will then just chuck like free meetings into their packages because they're paying five grand a month so let's just look at that for a minute so for example if you have three packages in your agency, maybe one's £2,000 a month, one's £4,000 a month, maybe one's £6,000 a month, for example. If someone's on the £6,000 a month, a lot of people will then be like, oh, well, they're paying the most, you know, they're the highest one, maybe they're your best client. I'm, I'm saying best in air quotes, like, you know, who knows, they might not be. You know, that mentality you easily get into. You're like, they're paying six grand a month. It's a hell of a lot of money, yada, yada. Anyway, they turn around and I'm like, right, I need this or I need this doing an X amount of time. Time is another huge one. It might be where you're like, oh, you know, they need normally your kind of done for you speed process and time is like two or three working days, but actually they need it in 24 hours. There's lots of things in a package like that where you can look at and say okay well actually I need to charge additional things for that and then the issue people come up with is that they then think well they're paying six grand a month therefore I can't charge them anymore which is absolute rubbish right and a complete bullshit this is where though your package needs to be really clear because a lot of people what they will do is with their biggest package they'll just hoy everything in and just be like yeah you get unlimited this and you get unlimited that and yada 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 and then you end up with this like you've sold it in a way of literally doing that so you found the person who wants the most like they want everything and then you're like oh right okay yeah I can't move so this is where you really have to look at contracts and packages and offers but if you are someone who got someone paying six grand a month why can't you add on additional fee there's literally no reason you can do it and most people will be very happy to pay because they understand like they're not getting they're getting more than what they paid for right but what doesn't work is if you do this once and you let it slip and slide and then you just continue it or you go on and on and on for this for years and years and years and don't do anything about it now can you still do something about it if you're sat here listening thinking god I've been doing this for years and years yeah you can there's definitely things to do that you can say you can't obviously backdate (laughs) but you can going forward put a thing in place and say hey this is this is how this works and I know that Previously, this is, has been how it's worked, but now that's not happening. Um, but you need to own that, right? You need to understand and value your time, their time, money. You need to really understand profit. You need to understand what does like, time mean to you? Because all of this often comes down to time, whether that's your time or someone else's time, team's time. I often say this, people will discount team time because they're like, oh, well, I'm paying for it anyway. Or, oh, you know, I've got this person on the team that's fine, but you're still paying for it. So it still needs to make sense. So you still need to actually use their time in the best way possible. And whether that's serving clients, whether that's internally, whether that's doing many other things, you are the one that has to be in charge of this. And you're the one that has to be really clear on what are we charging people for and what are we not? And where are we over delivering? And I think 
over delivering deserves an episode in itself of like that is something that is so misunderstood and so confused and so contrived as well in this industry and beyond industries as well like across b2b spaces really difficult even um you know, direct-to-consumer and consumer-led businesses less so, but B2B, it's rife. It's really difficult. People don't understand what that actually is supposed to mean and can get really confusing. So when we look at charging, I just want to talk about charging for things for for a minute. So you need to charge for stuff that is out of scope, 100%. Often what gets difficult is how do you charge it? What do you charge? Do you give them a discount? Do you not? Yada, yada, yada. That comes down to you and your belief system and your business and your profit and your revenue model and whole other things. And this is why this is only a podcast. I can't literally give you, you know, this, I hate the word blueprint. I can't give you that. And no one really should do or can do in a podcast because it doesn't work like that. If you really build in a bespoke, amazing, sustainable growth, value-led business, like that doesn't happen on a podcast. But what I will say is you need to charge for stuff and I don't think you need to discount. It doesn't make sense. It causes confusion. It gets really complicated. Just charge people the amount. The other thing you need to do is potentially charge more than you usually do, which also people really baffle me. They'll come to me and I'm like, okay, well, how much are you charging for that? And then they charge less. I'm like, don't give them a discount. You can charge them more. It's an inconvenience to you. If shit is an inconvenience in your business, you're fucking charging for it. Like, you literally need to charge for that. People are being inconvenient and that's okay, right? I'm not saying people shouldn't be. Like, I love it when clients are inconvenient and they're not inconvenient as in like making my life hard. They're just, they've got some shit come up and that's inconvenient for them and therefore it's inconvenient for me. That's okay. It's inconvenient for both of us, but I normally have the answer and a plan and a way of holding space for them and can find them an answer. So they want to pay me for that because they're like, right, let's just get this over and done with. Let's sort this out. They also do not expect me to do that for free because they respect me. And they also understand that if it's inconvenient, it's probably going to cost them more because that makes sense. So like make that shift in your head, like make that real mindset movement for you. Like let's get into that space of what does this mean that may have sent me now? And what does that look like? Where can I make tweaks? You might, you know, you're listening to this episode. You probably have most of this in place that I'm talking about. It might be just more the tweaks, the price, the amount the time in which this sort of stuff happens. That's the tweaks that might make the biggest difference and that's important. So when you are charging for it, for example, if someone wants, well, let's just talk about me. So for example, my business, out of scope work, there's many things. I've spoken about this before on secret menu items, which was an episode. Um, I don't know what number that was, maybe it's 20 something. Um, And that went into some examples that I have in my business of secret menu items, which are kind of like out of scope work. The two kind of, you know, can kind of cross over because sometimes it's like people are asking for things and that's like, oh, it's a off menu secret item. But then other times people just need something, whatever, right? So you have an offer and I have a few things. I don't do huge amounts of out out of scope work purposely because I build containers that hold everybody's needs. So (laughs) the, the idea is that if you know, providing you buy a package that fits for where you are in your business, you shouldn't need to add much on. Obviously, there's, you know, anomalies, there's things that happen, there's emergencies, there's different things. And that's why we're here having this conversation today. But a lot of the time, people are kind of catered for and got everything they need and more in their packages. But I do do things like emergency meetings. So what is an emergency meeting? Well, well, what it means is, is like, it can be crisis management, it can be a PR, like if they have like a 
something happened in their business and shit hit the fan and they need help. It might be that they need, basically it, it tends to be something's happened. So either like something's happened in their personal life, something's happened in their private life, something, personal, private, same thing, sorry. <laughs> I meant professional life. Something's happened to their business. Something's happened to their personal brand, which is therefore going to impact their business. There's a whole host of different things, but essentially it's like risk mitigation, finding a roadmap, understanding what the next steps are. Now, sometimes that's going to happen and they can't wait like three, four, five days, a week, two weeks, depending on when their next call is with me. Or, you know, it might be that it happens on a Friday night and they need like an ASAP or they need, there's just things happen. Or it can be actually where there's an opportunity comes up, but they have to move fast. So for example, someone might get pitched an opportunity on like the Wednesday and they've got to make a decision by like Friday lunchtime, but they want to consult with me and they want my opinion on it, whether that's a deal, whether they're buying something, whether they, you know, want to collaborate with someone or it can be a whole host of different reasons as to why the why that situation would occur. Then they might be like, right, I want to speak to me. Now, this all comes down to how I feel, which some of you are going to be like, that's quite rude, but I'm just being honest with you. So some of it's down to how I feel. It's often about, you know, I live a really time-free life in so many ways, which is beautiful. So I have a lot of time. It's just not available for people to just have. (laughs) It's not available for people to buy. It's not available. It's just my time. Whether that's with my other commitments, whether that's family, yada, 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 just for myself, just because I don't want to work, whatever. So often if that happens, people will say, right, this is the situation. Can you help me? I have to make a decision. And I am not a servant to people. So therefore I don't just immediately say yes. Because, you know, the reality of it is there's other people in the world who can do whatever I'm going to do with them. I'm not the only person that does what I do. I'm bloody good at what I do and I'm fantastic at it. And I really, you know, I'm exceptional. But there's plenty of other people who are also great. Um, So I don't see it as this, like, I have to do it, otherwise I'm a bad person. Like, that just doesn't wash with me. Often it's about understanding, is the urgency actually urgent? Because some people will feel like it's urgent, but it's not actually. So when I'm talking about urgency, like, I will literally, for example, like a weekend meeting. I will only get on the phone with someone on a weekend if it's really critical. Because most of the time I can guide them. And if you bear in mind, you've got to remember these are already clients at this point normally. I can guide them through whatever's going on and be like, okay, let's meet on Monday or let's meet on Tuesday or actually our call on Wednesday is going to be fine. Stop panicking. Don't do it. Don't respond or don't do this or maybe say this or, you know, there's there's not that many occasions, to be fair, where you've got to get on the phone straight away. Sometimes you do. And, you know, again, this is important for you to remember. The people I work with, we work very closely. I'm basically like a team member in the business. I'm basically like a board member, a business partner. It depends where they are in business, but I am glued into their team, right? They they really kind of value me as a piece of the furniture to some degree, depending on how long we've worked together. So they, you know, I care about them. So, but I have to take a very objective, very clear, um, you know, stance and understanding. And that's why they hire me, right? Because they're in the weeds of it and they're stressing and I'm like the outsider saying, hang on a minute, it's all right. Or actually, yeah, shit, you need to, we've got to act fast. I will get on the phone on a weekend, which I very seldom do. I did a few months ago, 
for an amazing client and I was happy to do it like I'm very happy you know I only do it if I'm happy and that's why I was saying before that sometimes I I choose I will never get on the phone with someone if I don't want to get on the call don't care how much money they're going to pay I just won't do it for me it just doesn't happen so if I'm getting on the call say it's a weekend I'm excited about it even though the thing we're dealing with horrific normally at this you know if I've got to get on the call then obviously it's pretty bad so if it's hard or challenging or frustrating or difficult I'm still excited to serve them and excited to show up and excited to just be like I'm gonna help you this is gonna be okay which I know some of you might be like that's a really weird feeling to have but I've got to be in that space in order to serve at the highest level I can so the other month a few months ago I did this and was more than happy to to do it and I'd say it only happens maybe like twice a year I'd say it doesn't you know twice a year three times a year max it doesn't this is not a regular occurrence for me and that's good yeah we don't want you know for what I do I don't don't want that to be the case that every month there's some like massive catastrophe and as I said most of the time we can deal with it on a Tuesday or Wednesday whenever their call is and, and that can be fine and most people have support in other ways like boxer and things like that but you get on the call and I will get on a call on a weekend but people understand from the off that they're gonna have to pay for that and depending on what I'm doing will depend on how much I'm charging so like is it that we just need to get on a call for an hour is it that we need to be on it for three hours? Is it that actually you need me to then do something afterwards? Because remember, I'm a strategy consultant and I actually do physical done-for-you stuff if people need me to. So, you know, I might need to write a piece of messaging for something. They might want a PR statement. They might want something that they're going to push out. They might want to plan for the next 72 hours. Then I'm physically writing minute, back, well, not minute, by minute, but like 10-minute chunks or an hour chunk of what do they need to do? maybe they need me to write a full like plan for the business for the team because maybe a director's come out of the business because they can't do something because something's happened in their life and so they need a plan like there's so many different scenarios where I come in and it can really help people and I'm kind of like I don't want to say a fairy godmother but sort of because I'm like really solution focused and you know when that happens then the price reflects that so it just depends but I can tell you for certain I ain't charging anything less than I'd normally do and I'll normally charge like double if not more for whatever so say like if it's normally 500 pounds an hour if it's on a Saturday like it's gonna be a thousand pound plus it might be 1500 it just depends it also depends on what do they need so if it's like a three hour call plus two hours of my time afterwards worth of work then it will be packaged accordingly And that's the only time really in my business where pricing and stuff isn't kind of structured and formulated because it's very personal and very bespoke at that point and sort of, you know, it's kind of ongoing. However, what I would say is really important is that you invoice straight away. So I will not get on the call normally unless they pay something before the call. So say it's a call on a Saturday, I'm like, yeah, we'll get on the call, pay this and I'll send them like a link and they'll just pay a lump of money and it might not be the full amount it might just be like 500 pound or it might be 300 pound or however whatever we decide it might be a thousand pound to cover the fact that I'm getting on a call and then we can deal with the like full intricacies of the invoice and how much it's going to be after that point but as I said this doesn't happen very often so it is very hit and miss in the sense of like 
it just all depends on me. And obviously if this happens, like say it happens on a Friday night, then it's going to be me. Like I'm not going to get the team to work over the weekend, obviously. So it's just me, you know, putting together a link and we can deal with invoicing afterwards. But I don't get on a call without having payment because I don't do that anyway. So like everybody pays before they have any of my time. And they know that, right? Because they work with me. So this isn't like a surprise to them. And you know, something might happen where maybe I'm getting on a call because something dramatic's happened, which therefore is going to mean that their income's massively going to be impacted. And that is just because I know some of you are going to sit here thinking, well, what happens if the problem is that the money, like what, what happens to that? So at the end of the day, I still need to be paid. They still know that. And they often are very like open to that. I am not, I'm also not like an evil witch. So you know, if actually they need me to do like a chunk of work that's going to be like four grand, I'm not sat there saying you've got to pay me four grand before I even start. But we come up with something that works for, for both parties. But I can sure as hell tell you I ain't doing work and not being paid for it. And none of my clients would ever expect that either. So it's a very like, this is what I mean when I say and bang on all the time about your clients and about how you've got to pick your clients really carefully and get really nice people because, you know, it matters. It makes a difference. And for me, I suppose I find it hard sharing stuff like this because I think there's so many like what ifs and differences and specific clients and specific things. And I think sometimes in the ears of random people, which I do dearly love you very much if you're listening to this, but some of you may be completely new to me or random in the sense of we don't know each other. It can sound very contrived or it can sound very strange or it can sound very bizarre. Some of the things that I may be saying and discussing, God, can't speak, sorry. But again, that's why people don't talk about it. So I'm committed to talking about the stuff no one talks about, but I also hope that you can meet me with some grace and some compassion in the sense of if sometimes I say things and it doesn't make a lot of sense or it sounds a bit weird it it's because it's new and it's fresh to you right for those who listen who are clients they'll be listening now laughing or smiling or thinking yeah like this happened to me and it was may really helped so yeah there's a lot of like to and fro and ifs and buts with this so you know if someone needs an emergency meeting I often will do it if you know if I want to and if I'm free and if I'm not dealing with my own catastrophe with family or you know if I've got something else going on and we get on there now the reason I like doing emergency meetings and the reason I do it is because this is when I can really help people and you know these people you know people come to me they're in a real shit situation or feel like they are they might not be but they feel like it and this is all about feelings and management and emotional intelligence and kind of grappling with leadership and leadership goes out the window a lot of the time when shit hits the fan so I can really help them and I can see the shift in literally the space of like 10 minutes or I can literally say something that's 10 seconds long and it's completely changed the game I ask them a question and it's like whoa that's literally, yeah, that's that's a total way of looking at it, completely different. So for me, I love doing that because I really understand the help. And actually, let's just circle back to why people pay for this because some people might sit and listen to this and go, well, why should they pay? Like, why should people pay double the price? Or why p- should people even have to pay full stop if they're your client? Like, you should just get on the phone with them and be grateful that they pay you and yada, 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 right? Right, I just want to say, if that's you... I love you, but you need to do some work around that. And I'm not that's not for me to do with you right now. So that's a whole separate thing. But the other thing I wanted to kind of 
make clear with that is that you have to understand the depth of business and how hard it is sometimes and how gut-wrenching it can be and how demoralising it can be and how alone people can feel. I am there as like a sounding board and a big hug, let's face it, a lot of the time, right? Sometimes in these situations, people are like so vulnerable. They feel really exposed. They feel really unsure. And like they lose themselves and you do lose yourself. And we're not superhumans and nobody is. We all have these moments in our business. Some of them might be 10 years until you have one or it might be two years or six months in. And some people have them more regularly than others. But everybody does at some point. And I think that having me on hand is literally the difference between a business dealing with something in an hour or 24 hours and then or dealing with it in weeks and months. And that's the bit people are paying for. So the reason people pay for this is because they need a solution fast and because they're a successful business owner, they recognise that. So they understand that actually we need to pay for this now because if not, if this escalates, then it's going to get worse. So a lot of, and the reason when I price things, I'm not going to justify why I might charge double or more than that or triple to get on the phone with me. There's a whole set of reasons beyond what I'm about to say. But one of the things to think about is I understand how much money I save people. So a lot of times in these situations, I'm saving people thousands, tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of pounds in additional costs they would have incurred by delaying the um, decision or, you know, by making a decision and being like, this is what you need to do. That in itself frees up so much cash that would have otherwise been invoiced at like a later date. Or it might be that I make them a lot of money so then they can go out and actually make sales and capitalise on something. So let's just also say this could be, emergency meeting could be, a business absolutely flies off. They have a TikTok or Instagram or something that goes massively viral and they can't, they don't know what to do. They're like, oh my goodness, how do we make sure that we capitalise on this? Because so many people are waiting to go viral, especially if you're a product-based business, which I don't work loads with, but I do have one myself and I do work with people who do. But this is the same thing for, you know, service-based. You can have a service-based business owner who has a video that pops up and then, you know, they have a membership, but the membership is not what people are getting directed to and that needs to be what they're directed to and then they could get like a thousand new members, yada, 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 change the business, etc. That can be a really positive thing. So it doesn't have to be a negative. A positive thing can be they come and they're like, right, come on, like we need, like, what can we do? That's very reactive and needs a very reactive thing. So they're going to spend however much I charge them in the sense of is it whatever it is, because they're going to make X amount of money. So often there's a huge pull in the sense of money they're going to make or money they're going to save. And I'm allowed to charge for that. Now, I'm very, some again, some people will think this is bizarre, but I'm very affordable and cheap in that sense because a lot of people who do this kind of work will charge based on result and percentage. Though some people would say, right, like, say the video goes viral and we consult for them, then I could be like, okay, well, whatever you make between the next two weeks on that product or system or service that we've just kind of whacked up in the space of an hour together with a strategy I'm then having five percent of the profit on that or the revenue on that which would literally make like one or two or four hours of work turn into potentially like tens of thousands a hundred grand whatever I don't choose to do that it's not the model that I run off Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with 
that if you do use that, but that's not what I do. And so I feel very confident and happy and and satisfied in what I charge. I charge what I need to charge for the energetic exchange to make sense. And then it means people know how much they're paying and there's no like worry of, oh, well, this person needs to be paid X amount after this period. So yeah, the idea of saving people a lot of money and time is kind of the thing they pay for. And that's why in the first place they reach out. The other thing I wanted to kind of touch on with this episode is about managing emotions because this ultimately is what this whole thing is going to be an exercise in. So if you are being brought in, in an emergency, your leadership, your approach, the way you speak, that is going to massively impact the other person on the other end or the other team on the other end. So you've really, really got to like understand the game you're playing in there and understand the severity of it and understand what the options are. Sometimes one of the reasons, again, why I might charge way more, not only the fact it's on a weekend, but it might be that actually I need to go and do some research because often there's an event happened. So I need to work out what the what is the event, what's happened, what's the situation, yada, yada, yada. That is then billable time as well. So it might be that I charge them for an hour of my time beforehand to fully establish, to research, to understand what's going on and then and for me to form an opinion or an advisory statement or an understanding of what's next, and then an hour of my time to actually be on the phone with them. This is all just in- intricacies of the package and, and what people need, but understanding that you need to set expectations in what that is, because if not, you can end up where a whole day has gone, but you've only been paid for an hour. And this is the really key thing here, right? So if you are charging for one hour... It's supposed to be one hour of your time and that's it. I would argue that most people, if you're doing this and you're in this situation, you're going to be thinking about it for most of the day. If you're not, great. Like if it's just a like one-off thing, then fine. But if it's something that's like a real shit show, then like, you know, it might take up three hours, four hours. So you need to make sure that you're being compensated because your day's at risk, right? Which your week's still going to exist the week after. So say this is on a Saturday and you're like refresh time and the time for you to spend with your family and have time off is the weekend, you're still going to have all your meetings, all of your energetic output that you're going to need for the week next week ahead. It's not going to go away. So therefore, the financial reward from that and the financial kickback needs to be high enough to cover the energetic loss that you're going to experience. And I think people do not understand that at all. Like, they don't get how that works. And don't get me wrong, you might charge, you might go to someone and say, hey, like, this is how much that's going to be. And they might say, I I can't do that. And you have to say, well, okay, but that's how much it is. And let them go. That's the other key thing. You've got to stand in your leadership. You've got to let them go. It's not your responsibility to be affordable to people. It's not your responsibility to, like, just because someone else is having a shit time, you have to then get into the weeds and then become that. Because that's what I see happen most of the time. Most of the time people will be like, well, I shouldn't have gone on the call, but I did. Or I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have replied to the voice note, but I did because I felt bad. Immediately there, like, there's no leverage anymore. (laughs) And I'm not saying that you need to use leverage to, like, manipulate people or to get clients to pay you more or anything like that. I'm just saying that you're in a working relationship with someone. And it doesn't matter how friendly that is or how much you love them or how great you think they are as a business or as a you know a client it's still a work and relationship and you have to have boundaries in place and I think this is where you really see the true 
colours of, of, not colours, colours is the wrong word, the true ability of professionals, of how can people hold space in this. Because I also want to preface this by saying that most people you work with, like for instance, if you work with like business coaches, most business coaches will not be able to like advise on some of the shit that I'm, that I can't tell you about because of, you know, client confidentiality and just ethically does does it need to be discussed no of stuff that I consult on and help people with a lot of people will panic a lot of people themselves are then messaging their business coach or their thing like what the fuck do I do I don't know this person's having this meltdown like I just want to and I should have initiated kind of really said this back at the beginning like I'm having this conversation with you but also it's a conversation to be like open your eyes of like think about it would the person who mentors you or that you helps you with the business like do do they understand this stuff like could they actually help you many people couldn't and that's not me being awful and I, I don't want that to be a, a rude thing or a stab it's just that you've got to understand what game you're playing in you've got to understand like who are you paying to do this stuff and is that because they're helping you with a marketing channel as in are they helping you get more Instagram followers cool great like that's so needed I'm not dismissing that at all like that is so fucking important or you help you know do you need someone with your business structure and they're two very different things and you know I'm not saying that one person can't do both because they can you know I help people with Instagram but I'm also not like the biggest Instagram expert in the world but I'm you know massively help people with a marketing strategy but I think it's about understanding right okay if something happens this is who I would turn to. Because the flip side of this is, if you're listening to this, you're probably a business owner. So for your own business, have a black book of people that you turn to if something happens. Like I have someone who I've never spoken to before, who I don't know, who is in my black book of like, if this happens, that's her. That's who we go to. That's that's that person. Now I know that I'm saying in this episode, it's about normally existing clients, but I know this person that I have does like non-existent clients and deals with people but I have that person in mind now I would recommend you do that like I'd recommend you have people in your head of like right well if this happens that would be my go-to and that might be me for example you might listen to this and think right yeah that would be me you know I'd go to me and obviously as I've mentioned it's quite difficult in the sense of <laughs> I often am only doing emergency meetings with uh, existing clients however I do do intensives and one-off pieces of strategy which can often especially virtually can be done very fast so in the sense of it can be organized very fast so I do take you know if someone comes to me and is like right this is happening I'm like okay we're doing this it's less so classed as an emergency meeting it's more so classed as a consultant project thing but you you need to understand the concepts you're grappling with and the size of the business you're creating and if you're creating a you know a business of one then some of the potential things that can go wrong won't apply to you, right? Because some of it is team or staff or whatever. Whereas if you are building a massive, I say massive, like it's still a small business, but if you're hiring 10 people, 20 people, 30 people, 50 people, then obviously there's a lot more that can go wrong with that because inevitably you're doing something on a scale that means that there's way more contributors and factors, most of them which will be external, that you just can't control and that you don't know when's going to come up to play. So I just kind of, as a word of warning, just say to you, like, be careful of who you're having in your space and be really mindful of, like, 
what can people energetically handle? What can people manage emotionally with you? Because you want someone who can hold the good times, but you also need someone who can really hold you in the bad times. And I do that a lot, you know? I think people think that business is so easy and such a walk in the park, and it's really not. And I celebrate huge highs with clients, which is beautiful. But I also am there for the really shit times and the times where it's really hard. And I'm not just there going, it's okay, it'll get better. I'm there saying, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. Let's go with this. Let's try this. Let's not do this. Have time off. Do this. Like, I come from a place of compassion and love, but I'm also coming from a like, right, this is what you need to do. And people need that in that moment, right? People need that. They're seeking it. They're like, please give me it. So I'm happy to be there and I'm happy to serve in that way. But what a lot of people have had before they've come and found me is that they've seen this real like, oh God, something went wrong. And then the coach just, or the advisor or the consultant or the strategist just ran away. <laughs> or they just, you could tell they didn't have a clue or they could tell they were waiting to hear what was next. And, and none of that is like against that person, right? It's not about like bashing people. Everybody, you don't know what you don't know. I don't know loads of shit. Like, I'm not saying I'm the, like, best person in the world. I'm not the most experienced person the experienced person in the world. I've made the most money. Like, none of that. That's not at all what it's about. But it's about emotional intelligence and leadership and really recognising that in people and you can see that in people of, like, they've got it or they haven't. And not they've got it in the... Or they haven't in the sense of it's one or the other. I mean it in the sense of for the level that you're at, they either have it or they don't. Because obviously they don't have to have, like, they don't know, need to know everything full stop. But it's about understanding where you are and then what do you need from that, which is really important. I know that's kind of veered off track, but I think that's important because if you listen to this, you probably have a business. Therefore, you might be thinking of it in both ways. It's like, what does this mean for my clients? But then also, what does it mean for me as a business owner? So I'm going to end the conversation here because I think we've kind of discussed a few bits and pieces. Again, there's there's a lot more we could go into with this topic, but I hope this has kind of put things in your head and put things into perspective and got you thinking about what does that mean for your business? So just to recap, please think about what does out of scope work look like for you? Write a list of it. Then look at your contract and be like, what do I need to change and tweak in the contract and like make that more obvious? Then have a think about, right, what can I create as a policy around emergency meetings, around emergencies in general around people needing stuff fast if it's if that affects you and your business model like create something around that then also look at do you need to create a whole offer off this because some of you will now be thinking with ideas world in your head like I want to do this and I want to do that like cool work out what that is for you and start like really mapping that out and creating it and that might be there's a secret menu offer and if you haven't listened to go back and listen to secret menu items or secret menu offers I think it's called which is a previous episode which will kind of go into this a bit more and more specifically about the offer itself you also need to create a price and understand what your price is around that and what is your pricing strategy and like some people come to me and we do like a whole piece of work we'll spend an hour together just talking about this as their pricing strategy just for this specific thing like it doesn't have to be you know this is a really important piece of work then you need to remember that you need to invoice straight away and do not leave invoices really long for this. Like people are causing you an inconvenience. So please, please, please like invoice and get your money. You need your money. You shouldn't be waiting for money. And then also continue working on your emotional intelligence and continue working on your leadership because this is when I keep banging on about it and why it's important. This is a key reason. If you want to be a leader and you want to hold space for people and you want to be a people that people look to and use an authority and think that you're really great, then you're going to have to have the skills to 
also kind of hold that and grapple with it and grow. You don't have to be perfect, you don't have to have all the answers. That's another thing I should have mentioned, actually. You don't have to have all the answers. Sometimes you're going to get on these meetings you won't have an answer. You can't solve the problem. Sometimes the problem's insolvable based on X, Y, and Z thing. For example, if there's a war, right? You can't solve it. Doesn't matter how much many great ideas I have, I can't solve a war. So if someone's, like, needing it because something's really, you know, happened and that's really negative for their business, that's fine. You don't have... This is not a game in finding a solution and having to, like, solve everyone's problems forever, often they're not paying you, sometimes they're not paying you, well, it depends, I want to say often, actually, often they're not paying you for a direct solution, they're, they're paying you to be held, and to have space, and to be a sound on board, and for, to be understood and listened to, so don't get in your head that you have to solve everything, you have to be the most amazing person of, like, given solutions, because that's not actually what this is all about, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, I've enjoyed spending time with you, please, if you wouldn't mind, will you leave me a review, um, if you've never done that before, you go wherever you're watching your podcast and it'll say like write a review I think on the page where you like click on the episode and you can leave five stars and you can leave me a comment tell me what you like about the podcast tell me do you listen all the time do you not are you a new listener I'd really appreciate that I it helps other people find the podcast which I know I struggle to find really good amazing podcasts and I like listening to really good ones so yeah I'd love you very much if you did that have a great week I'll see you next week Bye. Thanks for listening to the Honest Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and review. To catch up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at may.james underscore, where I share the raw, uncut, behind the scenes reality of what running multiple businesses every day truly looks like. As always, links and any resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes below. That's all for this episode and I look forward to seeing you next time.